Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose. This is your humble host, Chris Dunham, back in Dallas, Texas, after a couple of weeks on the road in both the country of Albania, and then we had the privilege of being in the city of Richmond, Virginia, where we attended the International Conference of Missions, and then I had the opportunity to drive on to Lynchburg, Virginia, where I got to preach on the Word of God for the World of God on International Sunday. So uh, as we head into the Thanksgiving week here in the United States, and I think people all over the world in some kind of an offshoot way recognize the concept of Thanksgiving and because of it being a U.S. holiday, I seem to get greetings from places all over the world where Turkey may not be a staple Stuffing may not be on the lexicon. Cranberry may not be something that you understand. And pumpkin pie may be something you do not relish. But here we are, heading into the week of Thanksgiving. It is Tuesday here in the United States, and Thursday will be the day of gastronomical delight here as people partake in football and food. But as I was writing something for another podcast I'm scheduled to appear on in a Zoom call I'm subject to jump on with India, I was articulating something on the concept of blessings in this week of Thanksgiving. And I will probably send this message out, and it is something that I wrote this year, which I will send to some dear ones But I wanted to read this out aloud to you, and maybe you want to send this out to the people that you care most about, because it does surmise feeling. And I simply wrote this, As I count my blessings, I cannot count every one, but it's easy to count you, for you have given me more than one. As I count my blessings, I cannot count every one, but it's easy to count you, for you've given me more than one. That singular thought into someone's heart, into someone's hope, into someone's hands may give them the boost they need for the blessing they have been to you. So what are blessings and what are some of the areas we need to look at in terms of the blessings we do receive? Before we go too far down this path, what I want to do is share with you something that uh, I wrote. It's a poem based on the 13th Psalm, a Psalm of David, which begins with lament and ends with joy. And uh, as I have read for you in podcasts past, I've tried to delve into this new world of verse that is brought to poem. So I titled this, How Long, O Lord, How Long, O Lord, based on the 13th Psalm, a Psalm of David. Is the God we love in the know? Is there a time when he will show? We loudly shout his holy name and shed our tears with acclaim. 
The grief of hearts in earthly thought, forlorn, sad, and with evil sought, the endless days of life and drought, fearfully trapped and by enemy caught. Look, my Lord, and answer me, hear my cry and tangled plea. Please give me your light or let me die. Do not leave me in the devil's eye. Let the fallen of pride never rise or claim me as a victim's prize. Leave me not in the darkest sigh. Rescue me, O great God on high. I am aware of your unfailing love. My joy abounds in your above. Rescued with your unending grace, your goodness is my eternal praise. Now, the reason I wrote that was uh, it takes us from the point of lament to the point of blessing, to the point of divine accolade, to the point of uh, a retribution of sorts that the God on high is the God of the valley. The God who created is the God who will restore uh, as I was driving to work today, I was hearing an argument about how can there be a God who is so narrow-minded and prejudiced. And I thought to myself, even if God had given us many ways to him, man would want more ways to him because man has always wanted to play God. So back to blessings. What are some of the blessings you are grateful for this week, this month, this year, this life? I articulated five that I thought of would be interesting blessings to reflect on. The first is the blessing of family. Now there's an old saying that you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family and you're somehow given. And some people struggle with it. Some people have angst with it. Some people have disappointment in it. Some people have distrust and some people betrayal. But the blessing of family is the blessing of family. That is the one you lean on. That is the one you fall back on. It doesn't mean you're going to not get hurt. It doesn't mean that they're not going to make choices that upset you. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to make choices that upset them. But the blessing of family is one of immense love. It is our fallback position. Uh, I've been fortunate in the years I've uh, been able to articulate this, that family is a blessing. Sometimes that blessing can come in the form of a burden, and the only way you can look at the blessing is look at the burden through the blessing. Look at the burden through the blessing that God gave you when he says, these are the people that are going to be your kin. The hardships that ensue, the disappointments that uh, uh, evolve, the betrayal, the anger, the stubbornness, the walking away, the all of these things come to head around Thanksgiving when some people do not make the annual trip, some people cannot make that annual get-together. And for whatever reason, the holidays are a time when people reflect on the blessing of family. So whether you have been hurt or heralded, whether you have been scarred or starred, whether you've been uh, sidelined or whether you have been adored, it doesn't really matter. Family ends up being a blessing because A, we can talk about them. B, we can talk to them. C, if we walk away from them, they are always welcoming in most cases to come back. When I look at the blessing of family, one of the most profound stories told in the Bible is the story of the prodigal son. 
The older requires his inheritance to go and squander it away. The younger stays back to serve the family. But when the older comes back after having literally wallowed in the pigsty and thought to himself that my father's servants eat better than I do in the slop of that is fed to animals, and he makes the retreat back. His father literally hikes up or girds up the the, the garment that would prevent him from running with, uh, without dignity, and he just hikes up that argument that that garment, and in all shame he he makes a beeline for his son who sees he sees in the distance. Uh, that is the blessing of family. He orders a feast because his older boy has come home. It is not about the chronology. It is not about the feast. It is not about anything else except the fact that the blessing of family is a home. And those that go away in some way are always welcome back. That doesn't mean the scars are taken away. They're just replaced with stars. It doesn't mean the hurts are forgotten. They're just replaced with halos. The second is the blessing of faith, which is a close corollary to the first. You cannot truly forgive in the familial situation because forgiveness is a precursor to forgetting. People say, I have forgotten, but I've not been able to forgive, and that's impossible. You will only forget if you forgive, and the only way you're able to forgive is if you realize that we are all sinners, there's not one righteous, not one, and that the God of the universe in his sacrosanct glory made sure that each of us would also be forgiven. So there is that blessing of family, close corollary is the blessing of faith. When I look at my bride through the eyes of a loving God, I see someone who is forgiven because of her faith. And if the God of the creation and the God of the universe cannot find fault with her, who am I, a mere mortal, to pass judgment? The blessing of faith. The blessing of friends. I don't know how many of my friends occasionally call me saying, just praying for you, brother, thinking of you. I don't know why, but I woke up with you on my heart this morning and I pleaded to God that whatever is bothering my brother, I want that burden to be lifted. You know, an unsolicited call that offers you a blessing digitally about someone who is separated from you by time and distance and somewhere in some far corner of the world as they woke up that morning to greet a new dawn, you were on their mind. And as a result, in their heart, they began to believe that maybe you needed a blessing, the blessing of friends. The fourth blessing that I am grateful for is the blessing of focus. Amidst the ups and downs, the trials and the tribulations, the, the despair and the doubt, the pandemic that kind of pursued us and kind of enveloped us, I am sure grateful for focus. And the focus is whether it is innovating new things or getting ready for intervene in new things, uh, to participate virtually, to write new content, to record, to, to visually appeal to people, to come at all hours of the night, to be part of the encouragement across time and tide. But the blessing of focus is vital in these times. We have to have focus so we can see through the noise. And you may be asking yourself that question saying, hey, that is a clever phrase, but it makes no sense. How can you see through noise? You hear noise. Well, that's what I mean. This noise that we are hearing is also becoming visible because every channel you switch on has an endless parade of people 
who are parading in cacophony visually, and what they are doing is through their expressions showing you the distrust or the distaste for everything around. But you need to be able to see through that noise, see through that cacophony, have a perspective that is divine and deep, have a blessing that is anchored on someone high. And when you look at that and you get past that, you learn to switch off the news and you learn to tune out those that are irrelevant. Which brings me to the last blessing, and that's the blessing of frivolity. Uh, I I love a good joke. I love a good phrase. I love to watch a meme. I love to laugh out loud. I actually search for humor every so often so that I can give myself an internal jogging, a mental high that would release those nor- those uh, neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and norepinephrine that would give me that high. Uh, in fact, the other day I was preaching somewhere and as I finished, a lady came to me and she says, I love your frivolity. I love the way in which you go from something absolutely serious to a moment of just total hilarity. And in offering that moment, you actually make us drop our guard down. So what you said that was serious and dire and strict and stern actually has a chance to go through this rugged exterior that is constantly bombarded by negativity. Maybe here's a joke that will uh, that will translate. I'll try to do justice to it. It's not a joke as much as it's just a play on words. But uh, I was sharing with this lady as I was leaving. I said, looks like you love a good joke. She said, yeah. I said, well, as a parting shot before I get into my car, I want to ask you a question. And she said, what's the question? I said, you've heard me talk about the Middle East and the United Arab Emirates. Do you know what the difference is between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Now, if you know geographically, they're separated by about 90 kilometers of distance or even less. It doesn't take very long to get between the two. I've done it a couple of times. But when you ask the question, both of them are the similar geography, and you people wonder, you know, they think you're going to give some kind of serious opinion about geography, about history, about religion, about anything that is terse and dire. I said, what is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? And she says, I don't know. And I jokingly said, the people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> and for those of you who caught on the Yabba Dabba do, the Abu Dhabi do, it was just one of those things, play on words, but it was a moment of abject, innocent frivolity. The expression on her face and the giggle that erupted into a cackle is worth, is just, is just one of those moments in time that I am transgressed. I am blessed beyond belief that I have these moments to participate in just pure frivolity, uh, tossing caution to the wind, not worrying about the diabolical nature of our world and the fact that 66 hotspots may evolve into a full-blown civil war at any given time. With the persecution on the borders and the refugee crisis and the migrant crisis, Every day you turn on the news and there is someone who is hapless and hopeless trying to get somewhere that is hopeful. So as I count my blessings, I can't count everyone, but it's easy to count a few in my life for they have given me more than one. The blessing of family, the blessing of faith, the blessing of friends, the blessing of focus, and the blessing of frivolity. And something that I had started doing five years ago is how I will sign off this message. Even though we call it Thanksgiving, I usually say, Happy Thanks Living. 
Good luck. God bless. And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Krish Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.